0: Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, do you like driving on roads that don't fall down? Knowing kids are learning in buildings that aren't full of lead? Or maybe you'd like to get money for home repairs, like patching a leaky roof. Then the Pennsylvania budget process may be for you. Seriously, though, as a taxpayer, you're already paying for this stuff. Host Megan Harris is with Capitol reporter Stephen Caruso of Spotlight PA to talk about how it all goes down and also what happens when everything doesn't get done on time. It's Tuesday, June 20th. I'm Mallory Falk, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about.
1: So we're just about two weeks out from the state budget deadline. I know a lot is new this year. We've got a new governor uh, and the Democrats have a majority in the House for the first time in ages. Um, how is this new split changing things?
2: It's changing kind of everything. Uh, in the past, I think it was very easy to get used to a dynamic of Governor Tom Wolf, which just ask for things from Republicans who control the General Assembly. And he'd be like, oh, he's going to try and uh, get something that he wants. And he'd get some of it for the most part. You know, he, he wouldn't get his wildest dreams. And now I think even very experienced capital Watchers, you know, the, the people I talk to are just kind of like shrugging their shoulders. and like, how do you think this is going to go? So everything's up in the air and uh, we love chaos, you know.
1: <laughs> what do you think is the wildest part of Pennsylvania's budget process because it works differently here than it does in other places?
2: I would say the wildest part is there there's the budget there's the budget proper there's the numbers and the numbers are very important. I'm not I'm not downplaying, you know, that that's our tax dollars being put to education and and uh you know Medicaid and and transportation and state police. All the things. All the things. So I don't want to downplay that. But the wildest part, if you have to ask my personal opinion, is there are these bills that have to be passed every year along with the actual spending numbers. They're called the code bills. But all that really matters is like these bills just become a omnibus dumping ground for all the tiny little side deals that you need to convince 102 house lawmakers and 26 senators to vote for this budget well and get the governor's signature so they just become this like crazy place where like there's all sorts of weird things like pittsburgh has uh the scooters because of a code bill from i believe two years ago where it's just like you get you get the language you start looking through it just full of surprises like oh Pittsburgh's going to have scooters now because they put it into a code bill saying a city of the second class can have scooters.
1: <laughs> so, like, I mean, give me some more examples. Like, what are what else? Like, not necessarily from this year, but what are some weird ones?
2: Yeah, well, we're not we're not going to know this year yet because all that stuff's tightly wrapped up. Uh, and though I asked everyone to leak, no one's leaking that sort of stuff yet. But uh, <laughs> I mean, in the past, we've seen uh, the approval of. The name, image, and likeness for uh, college athletes in Pennsylvania, like like the authorization for them to go get deals.
1: Right. I didn't know that was part of the budget process that we got that.
2: Yeah. No. It was just snuck in at the last minute. Uh, we saw a, um, a a preemption on cities passing plastic bag bans temporarily. It, it, it wore off after I think a, a year or two, but like that was snuck into one of these code bills. Um, yeah, there there there's all sorts of things I, I think i one small one i never reported on entirely but like one was like giving money to set up atv trails in state parks like that was another thing that were just snuck in there and that's what i mean by like it, it sometimes it can be big like you know i'm sure everyone in pittsburgh all of a sudden noticed that they might trip over a bird scooter when they walk down into the the street one day but like spin it's spin scooters here <laughs> sorry sorry uh but but also uh you know, like the just tiny little things. And like sometimes you can find a bill and you could be like, oh, okay, this was a proposal from someone. Other times it's just like out of nowhere. Like I don't know exactly who asked for this, but I'm sure someone's very happy it's in there.
1: So, Governor Shapiro, of course, presented this first draft budget in March. Um, what is in it? At least the stuff that we can like currently tell, right?
2: Well, his his initial budget proposal called for uh $44.4 billion in spending uh, and called for about- Billion.
1: Billion. Billion.
2: billion. And, and, and if I'm, I don't want to get too wonky on you guys, but I'll just say like, that is, that's like the spending that's coming out of like the state's- like checking account, like the account that you and I, like, like, you know, imagine your main bank account, you pay for most of your expenses. The state has lots of other bank accounts. So like, it's not that we only are spending that much money every year, but this is all the spending that we regularly get to control. If that's an okay sidebar. So this,
1: this isn't even the fun money. This is just the normal money.
2: I'd say if anything, this probably is the fun money. The normal money is all <laughs> the money that's just going to like make sure that the roads are fixed and the you know, wells are capped and, and all sorts of weird little projects that nobody wants to think about regularly.
1: What little bit I know about Pennsylvania spending is that we probably have too
2: many bank accounts. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's very fair. But, but putting that all aside, our main <laughs> bank account, the general fund, so this is where all the money that you pay in sales tax and income tax and corporations pay and in taxes all that goes in this thing called the general fund. And so Josh Beer proposed spending $44.4 4 billion. Uh, and he proposed putting about a million, not uh, a million, a billion new dollars in education because the state has about $12 to $13 billion in sort of excess money right now and, and, and surplus and its rainy day fund. Um, that's built up over the last couple of years because we got all this federal money that helped uh, replace some state revenue and also, just you know, the the feds put a bunch of money in everyone's pocket uh, during the pandemic, and right. that led to increased spending. So, like, the state co- collected a lot more tax revenue than was expected. So. So basically, like Shapiro proposed, like, OK, I'm going to spend some extra money on education to answer and the education funding lawsuit. And then I'm going to try and extend a few pandemic era state programs using this state money that exists. Uh, for instance, like it's making sure that kids can still get breakfast at school for free. Uh, for, the for sure. exactly, uh, and um, you know, trying to uh, expand a state uh, rebate for seniors and people with disabilities who uh, for their property taxes, uh, and but otherwise, like in some ways, kind of a, I would say a small C conservative budget. Like you know, Shapiro's at least emphasized that, like he was trying to use lower revenue estimates. Um, you know, I, I I push back on it a little bit because as I mentioned with those extra bank accounts the budget also does suggest like trying to shift some money into those extra bank accounts like say for the state police which is a very big policy proposal of his but yeah
1: because we've been paying for at least a portion of the state police with like taxes on our gas for a long time
2: yeah which we're not so, supposed to do we've uh, not, well,
1: not been supposed to do that for a long time
2: yeah, I mean it's been happening for a while. I don't know if we're supposed to or not. I mean, but but yeah, it's been happening. I think the Shapiro administration has claimed you can find traces of it going back to the nineteen twenties, which is hysterical to think about. The people's Model T funding was going to like an old Mississauga uh, highway cop, but I mean, uh,
1: prohibition wasn't gonna like secure itself, you know?
2: Yeah, uh, very true, very true. Uh, without going on a rant about Gifford Pinchot, I'll just say that you know. Um, <laughs> The the state, you know, the, yeah, um, the state has been funding the state police using gas tax money, money that's supposed to go to fixing bridges, fixing roads. Uh, and Shapiro wants to end that. Uh, just I mean, also- I can see
1: how like there's like a political reason to do that, too. Like Pittsburgh had mm-hmm. a bridge fall down. Philly is going to is looking at a massive undertaking trying to fix I-95. And instead, we're paying for state police with that. It's just not a good look at this specific moment.
2: Oh, no, exactly. And also uh, what Democrat? I mean, well, I think everybody realizes it's not just a partisan issue. Uh, in fact, Senate Republicans said this issue is now a top priority after the Philly bridge collapse. But, um, you know, like the more money you save, more gas tax revenue you save for transportation, the more money you can leverage to get federal funding to build more stuff, which I think everyone's excited about given the federal infrastructure law that passed. I guess that's a year ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So, so there's bipartisan agreement on that but all this is to say that like you know this the spending plan everyone is basically called it reasonable um so much so though the House Democrats were like you know when we have 12 to 13 billion dollars in extra revenue sitting there uh even the uh, we, we should be spending that on more money for education we should make sure that there's more money going to our poorer school district, we should make sure there's money to fix asbestos and lead in schools or the state whole home repairs program, which gives money to homeowners to do needed repairs, replace their furnace, you know, patch a leaky roof.
1: I got tickled reading your reporting on that. Uh, It just felt like the parties were playing into like very old school stereotypes of themselves. Like there's money sitting there. So the Democrats want to spend it.
2: It's funny. Everyone's one of while, things are just kind of both sidesy. And this is one, like the, the basics of this budget, if I were to boil it down, is Pennsylvania has a lot of money. Projections say our future budgets don't look that good. How much do you spend right now? Because we have lots of needs. And how much do you hold on to so that the future isn't as painful if it does, in fact, go badly for our budget?
1: to keep you happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. Well, and you mentioned this very, very briefly, but we don't really have a choice with the education piece. Like there was a a lengthy court case that uh, you probably spent more of your time on than you wanted to. Um, And now we know that our funding formula is considered unconstitutional. So we are required now to spend more money as a state on education. Um, The question is how much and in
2: what way? Exactly. And that that's the other portion of it. That's kind of what I mean, too, by that, like, you know, the state has a lot of money, but it, there are clearly needs, like I, I, from bridges falling down to schools with lead to, you know, there's still lots of hungry people out there. So a lot of people who need medical care. We have an aging population. You know, people want to reverse that. We want to attract jobs. We want to attract young people. Like there's a laundry list of things that anyone could pull out and say, like, we should spend on this. But There's also there's a lot of competing priorities and there's also the fact that most projections say that the state's going to have shortfalls in the future. So how do you juggle all of that? That's kind of the question of this budget. And it's not that that's a unique question. Most people will tell you Pennsylvania just has a structural deficit that like the way our taxes are set up. We we actually have a flat tax. Uh, Everyone pays the same income tax in Pennsylvania under the state constitution. Um, But we also have a sales tax, which a lot of people hate yeah no and and we do uh you know um and so bell of say that like this the state just like it's just we have an aging population we have a flat uh income tax and you know a shrinking population an aging population uh, shrinking but the point is just like the numbers are hard to balance when you look at all the things we have to spend because the state has to give like has to pay for medical care for poor people the state has like those are entitlements for a reason we are federally required to pay for a lot of programs and those expenses are are blowing And our tax base is just sort of level, just not growing as fast to keep up with that.
1: This is a problem Pittsburgh knows well. Our population actually is shrinking. That was still an accurate statement in this city. Uh, Well, so the deadline for the budget is June 30th. Uh, Do you think everyone's going to be able to agree by then? Or are we going to have some more fun bargaining chips this session?
2: So I'll I'll actually say, like, I I think I feel comfortable saying this now is that it, it actually it doesn't look like. In the lead up, I thought there might be more of a policy debate. I'm actually not sure how many policy bargaining chips are gonna be on the table in this budget. My general impression is that, like, because of that, all the time we just spent talking about the state's finances, just trying to find the number everyone agrees to on like what are the good programs to spend money on and what shouldn't, like, like what what we can afford. I think that's gonna take up the majority, is just getting to a right number. There'll probably be some side things. I mentioned those code bills. I'm sure there'll be some fun things in there. But, you know, it's kind of looking like there could be a very busy fall where this budget kind of builds some goodwill to like maybe make some big policy deals come September, October on the minimum wage or on energy or on, you know, uh, keep keep inserting issue that someone might care about. So all of that to say, like, I, I think that the budget might come after June 30th deadline, but I don't think it'll be like a impasse where nobody can agree on anything. It'll just be, it'll be fashionably late. It'll be, oh, we just took a little bit of more time than we thought to get ready for the party.
1: <laughs> well, and my impression is that it doesn't matter if you're fashionably late in Pennsylvania. Like, you have to be like, miss the party completely before it's really an issue.
2: Yeah, basically, June 30th is the, the statutory deadline. Uh, but... Unless the budget's delayed until August when school districts are starting to ramp up, uh, that that's when it becomes a problem. Um, this is also because there was a state court ruling that said that workers' paychecks are guaranteed by law. We don't have that problem that the federal government has where, like, when the government shuts down, like, you know, state uh, or national parks just close. Um State workers get their paycheck either way. And I have actually had some people tell me they think that was bad for the Capitol because now it's like, oh, there's not a ticking clock really for, you know, as soon as it's over, you can have angry workers outside of the Capitol saying, I want a paycheck. But all that's to say, yeah, if you're a couple weeks late, uh, I, the budget was late last year and, and nobody, you know, noticed a significant drop in their quality of life. Uh, so, you know, it, you have to get to August for then – schools to be like, what's going on for domestic violence shelters, To you know, maybe start to have bad finances for libraries, for all of those social services that people might uh, use and not realize how big the state government is to them.
1: Well, one reporter to another, what's a slightly missed deadline, you know?
2: <laughs> Don't tell my editors that.
1: <laughs> Stephen Caruso reports on the Capitol for Spotlight PA. Thank you for explaining
2: it to us. Thank you for having me. Happy to do it.
0: Here's what else Pittsburgh's talking about. It's official. A verdict came down Friday in the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting trial, and I think most of us already knew the outcome. He, we're not saying his name, shot and killed 11 Jewish worshipers at a Squirrel Hill synagogue four and a half years ago. A local jury found him guilty of all 63 federal charges, including hate crimes punishable by death. The court reconvenes June 26th, when the jury will decide what penalty this guy should receive, a death sentence or life in prison. But if the jury does decide to execute, that won't be the final word. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro said in February that he won't issue any execution warrants during his four-year term and that he wants to abolish the death penalty here altogether. And Taylor Swift set a crowd record for Akersher Stadium. Between the new seats where the ketchup bottles used to be and all the floor seats they were able to cram in on the field, she had well over 73,000 people. And that was just the people who paid for tickets. Thousands more were camped out all over the North Shore on boats in the rivers at Point State Park and more. The Trib in particular has some really cool crowd shots. The arena's previous attendance record was about 250 fewer people. It was set a few years ago by Garth Brooks. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review and subscribe to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then.
1: vacation during budget season.